Okay, so the pre-show announcement is that I'm trying to discontinue the pre-show announcements. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna cut to the thing. your thing vivid 20 here here we are this is this is the standard you've come to expect from me i am so excited to be here talking about stuff i didn't plan anything cool for this i should have but let's be honest it's been a couple of weeks it's been two weeks to be precise um yeah, but I'm getting, I'm finishing up my contract, so I guess I'll have more time for this, even if I'll have less money to be independent and other things and create a life that I want. <laughs> life is hard. Anyway, we are going to talk about, like, pop culture and stuff. I really didn't commit to that sentence. So, let's start off with what I have done in the past two weeks, and not much... VidCon happened, so, I don't know, that's, I found, I found that weird, mainly because, I don't know if I'm, I probably mentioned it last time, but I found it weird going to VidCon, because I always wanted to go to VidCon to meet tons of really awesome people and collaborate with tons of awesome people, yeah, so, so, so my ideal VidCon was also one that I would get personally invited to, um, so, yeah, that was unrealistic, and, it's kind of good because like that was unrealistic and now I'm actually working with people who you know may or may not be as famous but are still pretty freaking awesome over at the AGPN the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network I'm doing like a little salute thing uh so awesome people at that so I don't know the fact that I've been doing that overshadowed it a bit It it was still awesome because I did get to meet um the lovely Tash, who I don't know whether or not is making videos, so I'm not going to claim that she's making videos, but I will claim that she makes good tweets. So, yeah. Regardless, she's a fantastic, awesome person, and it is the first time that I have gotten to meet her uh, for the brief period that it was. And yes, I did win at that inflatable bungee race thing, Tash. Why didn't you upload the video? You didn't upload it because you didn't want people to know your shame. So, that was fun. And I also learned some things that I will implement in a bit. I will do it soon. But also, I am going to just chill for a little, if that's alright. So, that was pretty good. Uh, Other things... There hasn't been much. I mean, I watched the first episode of Neo Yokio, which is a Netflix thing. It kind of takes the piss out of anime. Uh, it's kind of like this, you know, rich bachelor dude who uh, is like an exorcist. And also he has like a mech butler. So, it's, yeah, it's just taking all the piss out of uh, anime. Uh, it has a very short season. Only like six episodes, which I was a little disappointed by. I, I kind of get the feeling that this is like something that Netflix is doing is like a risk a risk management a risk management thing of like only doing like a half season 
and then when people actually like it, going on to do a full season, uh, which is fine. You get more experimental shows. But also, I can see myself in the near future getting excited about the show and then it being, like, over really quickly. Uh, just like what happened with Castlevania. I don't know why you needed to hedge your bets with that one, lads. So, that's good. Octopath Traveler, also. I played that, played the demo. Eh, I mean, I'm not into RPGs. I like that it feels a little bit more mixed up. I like the the style of all the characters being, like, pixel things on this comparatively you know, fully rendered background thing. I think that's kind of a cool little uh, thing that they're doing. I'm out of things. Let's talk about some news. How about we talk about news? Okay. How about this? This is this is a game. I'm pretty sure you've never heard about it. It's a uh, cool drop mix, and <laughs> I'm I'm just mentioning it because it is coming out today or today in a few hours because i mean it's coming out in uh us it's not coming out in australia yet and actually we do have some news about that from the discord uh there is a drop mix discord thing and uh firstly i also want to say Thank you so much to Harmonics and all the people involved, including Mr. Josh Harrison, who gave us this ups- uh, update. Ugh, I can't speak. And he said that at this point we have... Uh, Canada will be getting it on the 16th of October. Mexico, UK and Hong Kong will be getting it in November. Singapore and Chile will be getting it in December. And all other countries including Australia and New Zealand. Uh, We're still waiting for kind of confirmation from the higher-ups. So we don't actually have to wait for any more confirmation because last-minute update, Josh Harrison has said that it will be coming out in Australia and New Zealand in November. So, yeah. Battleborn is getting its last update, which I just found amusing. Um, But I also feel bad for Battleborn. Because, I mean, they've got cool characters and stuff. But also, why would you release in that win? Like, I understand that there was hype. Maybe you're hoping to ride the the kind of hype wave. But, I mean, no. That's not, no. That, that was a bad choice, man. Uh, Good Omens is a movie that's coming out I'm excited for. Lara Croft is a movie that is probably going to be shit, but hey, I should mention it because video game movies. Uh, And Red Sparrow, which is Jennifer Lawrence being a femme fatale, and that just sounds kind of cool. And lastly, just as like the obligatory kind of thing, like there's new iPhones, like woo. Uh, I mean, I probably shouldn't be that blasé about it. My dad got a new one. Which is good because I got a semi-new one because I got his phone. And, I mean, it's so amazing, all the features. I don't have to be, like, sitting five meters away from the modem to be able to pick up Wi-Fi. It's amazing! And now let's just get on to the stuff that I wanted to discuss. We're discussing things. The first one that I have is kind of something that I got from... The Reset Podcast, and I just wanted to kind of talk about it myself, and that is the kind of question, should we consider 
loot boxes to be gambling. Now, I, I actually find this to be a fairly interesting question because I, I, I think people have been going like very back and forth over this. But the question that I guess I have is kind of something tangential, which is how important is the semantic fact of it being gambling to the issue? Because I, f- I feel like what is lost when people are talking about is it this or is it not this is the the fact that regardless of whether it fits into this little box or it doesn't, is there is there not kind of a similarity? Is there not kind of a moral, legal kind of similarity? And I guess to to explain this, loot boxes. Let, let's start off with some definitions. Actually, so loot boxes are essentially these virtual crates filled with some you know goodies from the game. They're usually kind of cosmetic things. Uh, so, like, skins, you know, to dress your character up in different stuff. Um, and I, I should also mention, just because it's cosmetic doesn't mean, like, it's it's has no value. Because there are some people that have the mindset that, oh, it's cosmetic, it doesn't matter. It fucking does, mate. And so, so loot boxes I kind of see as being in between kind of purchasing so purchasing you know you give money you get a thing and gambling you give money and you spin a big wheel or whatever and you may get that money back plus some extra or you might lose that money loot boxes are kind of in the middle because every time you buy one of them you do get something back but the problem is you have no idea how much value that thing is so if if i buy like a loot box in like overwatch for example i might you know get a whole bunch of good stuff or a whole bunch of bad stuff and the thing is even on top of that that's you know oversimplifying it because if i get you can get something that's kind of objectively valuable so i could get like a legendary skin for zarya bruh but then you also have to consider subjective value because for me zario is someone that i never play as so that's going to be a lot less valuable than you know uh, a sort of cool one for junkrat that i play as all the time so we're we've kind of got this model of you're purchasing something but you have no idea what the value is and one other point i did want to mention that was brought up by uh, Tegan from the Reset Podcast was if we consider loot box gambling do we consider like Loot Crate like a subscription service I'd argue less so because the thing is with Loot Crate you know they kind of this isn't an advertisement by the way uh, you know they kind of specify it will be like $45 worth of stuff it will be stuff from these three franchises this month you know there's a lot more choice and the thing is, you can also get those objects from elsewhere. I mean, there are some exclusives, but generally you can get it from elsewhere. Whereas 
the issue with like Overwatch and stuff is there is no choice in the matter. And that's, you know, why I advocate so much for options and why basically all other reasonable humans tend to advocate for options. Uh, so you can choose what you prefer. And, and, but all this stuff aside, as I said, I feel like it's kind of irrelevant whether or not it is gambling. Because the problem isn't as much gambling as much as it, as it is the psychological tactics. Because, you know, some people might say, oh, there are, what about, like, DLC? That got people to buy stuff and whatever. But this is, like, legitimate, like, tactics and shit. You know, like, if you if you look at, like, stuff like slot machines, they have, like, a thing in slot machines where they try and you know, make you win every so often, or have, like, fake wins, so you keep playing, and one could argue that that may or may not be something that is employed with loot boxes. You know, you get a loot box every so often with something really good in it. That's good from the perspective of, you know, you're getting something worthwhile, but that might also be just, like, another psychological tactic to get you to keep buying them. And I think that is much more important to the conversation than the specific discussion of, but does it count as gambling? The fact that people can be, you know, pushed into spending lots of money, you know, that's way more important to me as to, you know, maybe we shouldn't let, like, five-year-olds do this. That is much more relevant than, oh, but is it specifically gambling or whatever. You know, I, I just find it, it, yeah, it distracts from the point. And the second thing that I wanted to talk about uh, is something I actually want your guys' opinion on. I want to hear what you guys think about this. But it is the PewDiePie Campo Santo thing. So PewDiePie, oh, PewDiePie's had some PR issues. So he was on a live stream. He was doing PUBG and he was annoyed and frustrated. And he just said the N-word. Um, yeah. That's a thing. So... Yeah, that's kind of terrible. So let's start off with that. Let's start off with that just as a baseline, just so people understand. Like, I don't think PewDiePie's a bad guy. But also, he said the N-word. And, yeah. So that's kind of shitty. So, yeah, I mean, when I say he's not a bad guy, I mean he's not a bad guy in the sense that, like, the media are kind of saying, he's a Nazi and stuff. I'm not sure if I believe that. Uh, But, you know, I also am not, you know, going to say that people that claim that he is a racist or something are wrong. Because, I mean, they've definitely had enough evidence recently. And... You know, he's done his apology and stuff, and, you know, some people buy it, and some people don't, and some people are complete fucking assholes and are going, why are people so annoyed about the N-word? I mean, like, fucking... Because slavery existed? Yeah. Just figure it out yourself. So Campo Santo has kind of looked at this whole thing and said, okay, PewDiePie, he is a terrible person. 
and I don't want him making money off my thing. Uh, and he's filed a DMCA takedown. So that's kind of your, this person has infringed my copyright. That's the kind of claim against it. Um, yeah, and they don't kind of just don't want to be associated with them. They kind of see him as kind of this, you know, terrible child who's kind of, uh, you know, bringing, like, bringing racism to the forefront and, you know, kind of saying, this, this is okay, kind of thing, when it obviously isn't. And I'm really conflicted as to whether or not this is a good thing. Because on one hand, you know, this is completely unacceptable behaviour. You know, like, just saying, like, the N-word. Like, like he said the, the N-word, and he was like, oh my gosh, I meant asshole. I mean, like, that's... No. No. You can't, you can't use that kind of a racial slur. And then back it up by saying, I meant to say this thing that is just supposed to be straight up a thing of, like, you suck kind of thing. I can't defend that. And I think he needs some kind of discipline in this kind of situation. And I'm not sure whether or not YouTube can give it to him because, you know, he is one of the biggest people there. Uh, one of the biggest YouTubers. I don't know. I can't speak. I've done three takes of this. Um, and I don't know. I feel very much like Campo Santo, to a certain extent, is doing the right thing. And I kind of want to support it, but the problem is that we are once again staring down the barrel of this could get a lot worse. This could become more widespread, you know? So, like, you know, it, it does feel kind of slippery slope, but it's not that unreasonable to see the idea that we could have more of those kind of DMCA issues of, like, sensory reviews and stuff. And, I don't know, it, it just makes me really uncomfortable that a developer is seemingly trying to do the right thing and is trying to, you know, stop someone who is, you know, normalising racism and that kind of stuff. And... And, and it kind of sucks because it kind of looks like from the outside that Campo Santo is in fact trying to, you know, remove power, I suppose, from someone who has, you know, so much power and so much influence and is using it poorly. But I don't know, it just, it just concerns me so much when we have this kind of thing because you know, what is the difference between this incident and one of someone who is kind of, you know, deconstructing, like, language or whatever, or someone who is putting on a character, or someone, you know, like, like Yahtzee, you know, just, like, talking about, like, sex and, like, minced orphans or whatever the fuck. You know, the fact... it. it I know that we can kind of rationally draw lines and stuff, and I'm not saying that, you know, Campo Santo or anyone, you know, who might file a DMCA is not capable of that logic, but the thing with the legal system 
is that once you set a precedent, that can open the door to anyone. And so, you know, maybe it's me just being paranoid, but as much as I support this move to, you know, push back against, you know, this kind of garbage that is is happening on YouTube at the moment, I just worry about where it might lead. Uh, you know, not unlike, not unlike tying it all together, uh, loot boxes potentially getting, you know, worse and awful and stuff. Anyway, I'd love to hear what you guys think about this whole Campo Santo and PewDiePie. In fact, I'd love, love to hear what you think about the whole loot boxes and gambling thing. But specifically, if you do tell me what you think about Campo Santo and PewDiePie, uh, we're, I'm going to do a giveaway because... I've got an extra copy of Super Blood Hockey. So, please tell me what you think of all that stuff in the comment section or on Twitter or somewhere else, but, you know, I need to be able to see it. So, you know, figure it out. Uh, And how about we get to some of those reviews? If I haven't been talking too long. Actually, not too bad. Uh, Yeah, let's get into the reviews. The first one is, of course, I don't know why I said it, of course, is, uh, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, that's what it's called, okay? Like waking up after a year-long coma, finding yourself with a crippling meth addiction, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle was one of those games that no one knew they needed until they really needed it and would do despicable things like, I don't know, pre-order just to get it. Okay, establish that this game came out of nowhere, check. Paint Ubisoft as the moral equivalent of Heisenberg in Breaking Bad for making us like Rabbids, check. I probably got swept up in a bit of the mania of this game. If there's any segment of gaming that I haven't really dipped my toe into, It's probably the boiling hot acid pools that is just strategy in general. Maybe I'm a bit impatient, maybe I'm just not smart enough or whatever, but this is what I came to the game with, a lack of experience and a desire to be pulled into a new genre. So I guess we have to talk about the story. The rabbits get fantasy tech, they enter the Mushroom Kingdom and do what they do best. Scream gibberish and just ruin everything. Maybe that's a little bit harsh, I guess. Ubisoft have put a little bit of effort of trying to create rabid Mario character hybrids, and at least that affords them some individual traits that aren't just they're white and rabbit-shaped and yell because LOVE'S SO RANDOM! For all the fellow newbies in the group, tactics games tend to be about moving guys or armies, aka a collective of guys, to attack the enemies who have a similar congregation of dudes, using the big guns at the right time, utilizing cover, doing ambushes. I have played some other tactics games, Frozen Synapse and There Came an Echo, and Mario Rabbit stands apart from them by being the most just boring iteration of all of them. It really does feel like it is Baby's first Future Blood Space War simulator, even though more due to the fact that shooting the power of friendship at cartoon characters is more kid-friendly than murdering terrorists, rather than, say, it being very easy, and yes, I suck at this game that I just referred to as Baby's First X, and I'm a big boy too. 
God, this is just emasculating. Freaking. I guess the rub is, if you like tactics games, it's fine, I suppose. By all accounts, they've trimmed some of the stupid, stupid fat. Like, people saying, like, oh, you have, like, 99% of, like, hitting a person who's just, like, standing around. Like, that seems bullshit. So they've streamlined it in that sense. And if you don't like tactics games, you should probably skip it and not review it. And not go on to next week, review another tactics game for the next one. Because you like having a theme for some reason. But we're doing There Came an Echo. Fucking why? And now let's move on to a review of There Came an Echo. Call me a masochist, but I mean, here I am reviewing another bloody tactics game. But at least I get to justify yelling at all the characters. So when shopping for a game in a genre you hate, it's always good to look out for the undulating sex prison, or USP, because... Wait, what? Oh, okay. Apparently, that's the wrong USP. So here is There Came an Echo with its unique selling point. Universal speech programming for directing uniformed soldiers positioning, and as far as gameplay goes, it is unintrusive, simplistic pleasure, but sometimes the unnecessarily specific pronunciations lead to underwhelming squad performance and me being ultra super pissed right the fuck off. And that is because not unlike the game when you remove Uncle Sam's penis, there isn't a lot of fun to be had, ayo. It's clear from the lack of fine tuning that this game is completely just designed around this idea of speech recognition. It's all corridors and hallways and chest high walls for some uninspired self-protection. So there's a little bit of strategy, there's a little bit of weapon choices in it, but ultimately it just kind of feels light. Like you can play without the speech recognition if you just want to just bore yourself to death, I mean. Ugh. Let's talk about the speech recognition. So the system that it works on uses pretty basic commands and it generally works pretty well, even though there is obviously some delay from you saying something and the computer recognizes it and doing the action. But some of the time it might not work out. It might not understand it because your mic levels are too high, for example. And both of these are issues, but also weirdly have some kind of benefit because the nature of the game is that it is real-time strategy. It is fairly tense. You are having to switch things in and out. You are having to manage people's health. So this can add a bit of tension to that. But it is also one of those things that if it happens enough, it will piss you off. So advantage and disadvantage. The story feels, uh, let's just say, a little bit anemic here. It reminds me of my father going for an unceremonious subway purchase. It is just white bread, but there's a little bit of ham and there's a little bit of cheese in there. There's a hole. They're trying to crack the code. Oh my god, but it's uncrackable. Well, they'll just settle for cracking your head on the pavement then. Why must I suffer? You know, that kind of loop. Presentation's kind of bleh. But considering that they have to make all the signs clear and make it easy for you to find things and locate things and say things, I mean, it, it does the job. So let's shake things out. There Came an Echo is, in the core kind of part of it, a boring game, but one could argue that it's been 
wrapped in this nice little unique selling point of speech recognition. So sometimes it is fantastic and sometimes it is just unreliable, sad and plain. Okay guys, we have reached that part in the show where I tell you, you know, like and subscribe to my things. That'd be nice. And of course, remember to comment. Uh, tell me about what you think of the whole PewDiePie and Campo Santo drama uh, on YouTube or Twitter or whatever. And you might win a copy of Super Blood Hockey. So yeah, that is the end of the show. Sorry if this one's late, and I say if, I mean it's going to be late, because I need to have everything uploaded in six minutes. And it's probably going to take, like, a few hours to upload, so... <sighs> Hopefully next episode and everything will be a bit better. Sorry for, like, this whole period of, like, full-time job kind of taking over my life. Yeah. There's that. I'm going to do one more episode and then I'm going to take a break the week after and we're going to have some pretty cool changes coming, hopefully. But all that aside, thank you as always for watching this episode and I will see you guys in two weeks. Unless you watch my reviews in which I'll see you in a week. I'll see you in some number of weeks. But not three weeks. <laughs>